0: Hello and welcome to this new life program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Maangi. Today, Sister Beke Arunga will be talking about You Are The Man during the Bible segment. Before that, we'll be having Emmanuel Sande talk about water pollution. We also have great tunes that will be coming your way. Here's Thika Central Choir with the song, Jesus Paid It All. It white as snow. I'm glad you're still keeping me company. Here's today's health segment by Emmanuel Sandy. Welcome.
1: Hello, and welcome to our health slot. In today's edition of our program, we are going to talk about the death of the Dead Sea in relation to the general water pollution. A few years ago, there started a growing fear that England was diminishing in size because the sea level was rising. The joke was that certain government officials who were denying these accusations were building beach houses in the center of England for themselves, just in case. The fact is that the increase in global warming causes the sea level to increase. In real terms, we are talking about a couple of centimeters every year disappearing forever. Of course, global warming isn't the only factor changing our environment. The environment can also be changed by mankind's abuse or general use. It's called the Dead Sea because nothing lives in it. Yet it supposedly has numerous healing properties which attracts thousands every year. Oh. And of course, for some strange reason, the idea of reading your newspaper in the sea is a challenge to most. That's not forgetting that when you step out, you're covered in salt. Of course, if you don't enjoy that salt effect, you can cover yourself in the mistress's mud. Thousands of tourists every year visit the Dead Sea and have mud slapped on all over their bodies. The unfortunate fact is though that the sea is diminishing. In the last 40 years, the length of the sea has shrunk from 73 kilometers to 48 kilometers. The Dead Sea, like any other place of natural beauty on this planet, is at risk if it's not cared for. Too many of the world's beaches are covered with rubbish that people just live there, and many streets in the world are covered with litter. Rivers and lakes are polluted, all because someone doesn't care. Don't let that person be you. Most of us fail to treat our environment as well as we should. We all believe that the Bible holds the principles God expects us to follow. The first two chapters of Genesis tells us that when God had finished creating all the other things, such as plants, animals, and the bodies of water, he created human beings and placed them in the Garden of Eden. He then gave them a very important responsibility, to take care of the garden and all the living things in it. He still expects this kind of dedication from us living today. This idea is known as stewardship, and it's an important concept that no one should neglect, especially if you believe in God. Think about it. The fact that God actually trusts us as human beings to take care of his creations is fantastic. It's really incredible privilege we've been given and not one we should take lightly. But all too often, we don't give the environment the respect or care it does deserve. This seems to happen for a couple of reasons. First of all, taking care of the earth is a lot harder than threshing it. It's much easier to toss rubbish on the ground than to walk a long distance looking for a proper bin to put it in. It takes some time an effort to separate your rubbish at home into the right categories for recycling. The whole of humanity is made up of individuals doing things that either help the earth or hurt it. If everyone would do their part, we could make our planet much safer for the next generation. Remember God created us, but he didn't create just us. He made a whole beautiful world full of plants and creatures, and he entrusted them to our care. This is a great responsibility, but it's also a great privilege. We can show our Creator how much we appreciate the life He has given us through the way we cherish the other things He has made. Thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you. Abundance.
0: those who just joined us, this is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Sambal Maangi. Do not forget to send us your views, comments, or questions about this show by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, 100 Nairobi, Kenya. You can also drop us an email at awrnairobi at ak.adventist.org. Like I promised, here is a song, Katika Safari by Thika Central Choir. Oh uh. It is now time to get a spiritual notion from Sister Becky Arunga. Be blessed.
2: It is no secret that the Lord has immensely blessed us and afforded us an opportunity to be in His presence, that we may know exactly His perfect will in our lives. How often the Lord has sought opportunity to reprove us and make known to us our very true nature, even though sometimes we seem to veil our eyes from the reality of the matter. I am Becky Arunga. I invite you to join me together as we study and learn from the account of King David, just to know how God can use His prophets to make known unto us, our fallen state. Let us pray. Lord God Almighty, what a privilege is ours to be in your presence. Thank you for every good and every perfect gift. Indeed, you have been our resting place, Lord. I pray, Father, that you may send your Holy Spirit to be our teacher, that as we study your word, you may give us utmost concentration and enable us to understand in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved of God, I invite you to this study of an issue that is very pertinent to our lives day by day as Christians. Oftentimes there are situations that happen around us and we're usually quick to point a finger and state exactly the mistake or the wrong that someone has indulged in. But today I want us to take a step back and look at how sometimes we are the culprits of the situation but feign ignorance or play innocent and desire that someone else be responsible. This day our account is from the book of Second Samuel chapter 12, reading from verse 1, how Nathan was sent to David to reprove him and remind him of his sin. This is what the Bible has to say. Then the Lord sent Nathan to David, and he came to him and said to him, There were two men in one city, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceedingly many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamp, which he had bought and nourished, and it grew up together with him and with his children. It ate of his own food and drank from his own cup, and lay in his bosom, and it was like a daughter to him. And a traveller came to the rich man who refused to take from his own flock and from his own herd to prepare one for the wayfaring man who had come to him. But he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for the man who had come to him. So David's anger was greatly aroused against the man. And he said to Nathan, As the Lord lives, the man who has done this shall surely die. And he shall restore fourfold for the lamb because he did this thing and because he had no pity. Then Nathan said to David, You are the man. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house and your master's wives in your keeping, and gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if that had been too little, I also would have given you much more. Why have you despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? You have killed Uriah the Hittite. With a sword, you have taken his wife to be your wife, and have killed him with the sword of the people of Ammon. Beloved, allow me to leave it at this point. We find Prophet Nathan coming to David with a set of facts about a particular rich man who has treated the poor man with discord, who has not dealt well justly with the poor man. And David is quick to pass judgment and say that that man should die and pay fourfold. And as Nathan is speaking, Nathan is saying, you are the man. Beloved, I want us to look into our lives this day. I know in our relationship with people, we have had events or situations where someone tells you a bad story about another, where you have been a recipient of a damaging story about someone else. And we are often quick to pass judgment as to what ought to be done to the other person. But this day, as Nathan told David, look into yourself. Perhaps you are the person. Perhaps you are the one who is being referred to in that particular story. Perhaps it is you who is ensuring that such thing happens. For instance, as a Christian, God has given us the commission to make known his word of truth to a perishing world. But how often is it in our lives day by day that when we keep quiet, people are perishing. Bad things are happening because good people are silent. Things are happening around us that many are suffering in hospitals that we could have saved them. By our prayer, by our action, by our ministry in medical missionary, and many other things that God has entrusted us with. Just as Nathan spoke to David, the Lord is speaking to us this day. In every situation around you, before pointing an accusing finger, realize that you are also pointing at yourself. Before pointing and saying that someone ought to die and pay fourfold, remember... The Lord is telling you, you are the reason why I am yet to come back. For the gospel of the kingdom has to be preached as a witness to all nations. Then shall the end come. Now how shall the end come unless you engage in preaching the gospel? There are people who are waiting to come to the knowledge of the truth because you who is a professed Christian is not living up the standard that God has called you into. The everlasting gospel has to be preached unto every nation, tribe, tongue, and kindred. But how shall it be preached if you do not go forth? Beloved, God is reminding us of a matter that is very important and pertinent. But all hope is not lost. Even though you have passed judgment against yourself as a result of your action or inaction, the word of the Lord does not condemn you. For Romans chapter 8, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation to anyone who is in Christ Jesus, who does not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Essentially, even though the law of sin condemned us, we have liberty in Jesus Christ. And if you are willing, as David, to confess your sin, if you are willing to go humbly before the Lord in prayer, And ask the Lord to forgive you, for when we sin against each other, when we hurt each other, we sin against God. For God has created us in his own image and likeness. Let us see what David said to Nathan, verse 13. So David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord, and Nathan said to David, The Lord also has put away your sin, you shall not die. There is the message of hope that once David acknowledged his sin before Nathan, God tells him through the prophet that because you have acknowledged your sin, you shall not die, for God has put it away. I do not know the sin that has been weighing you down. Perhaps it is as the sin of David of coveting murder and adultery. Maybe it is a sin that is just lying, cheating, bearing false witness. Perhaps you have trampled upon the law of God. But Jesus has paid it all. God has paid it for us through his son that he offered as a sacrifice. And so we have this boldness to approach the throne of glory and the throne of grace. That you may obtain mercy to help us in time of need. It matters not how many people you have hurt. It matters not how far in sin you have fallen. But beloved of God, have you acknowledged your sin? Have you acknowledged your iniquity? Have you realized that you have sinned against God? Not only in your thoughts, but also in your words, in what you have done. And in what you have failed to do, I plead and beseech with you that if you find time and the Lord is speaking to you in your heart and you you are able to call unto remembrance that sin that you have committed in your heart, attempting to cover it up, but day by day it keeps on coming higher and higher. This day the Lord is speaking. This day also I commend to you the Lord who is able to save you to the uttermost. Remember, David acknowledged his sin, and Nathan told him, The Lord also has put away your sin. This day, you could be the man that Nathan was referring to. You are the man, but it only takes acknowledgement and confession of sin to be right with God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the assurance of salvation that when we confess our sin, you are faithful and just to forgive us. I pray, blessed Lord, that while you are calling on others, do not pass us by. I pray for my dear listener who has come to terms with this sin and is confessing before you that you may forgive him and give him victory over sins that easily beset him, Lord. I pray that you may continually be our teacher and guide. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, beloved, for finding time. It is always a blessing being in God's presence. Till next time, be blessed.
0: I hope that you've been blessed just like I was. Unfortunately, I've come to the end of our show for today. Feel free to give your views, comments, or questions about the show by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box four two seven six Code 100 Nairobi, Kenya, or email us through awi at ek.adventist.org. Have a blessed and a fruitful day as you continue to listen to other shows. Be sure to join us tomorrow, for I have been your host, Samuel Mahangi.